Herrera, header snapped down and off the post, follow-up is in! Araujo equalizes for Orlando! Rolled ahead, circulated back, Herrera! It had to be the captain! Janssen delivers forward, Facundo Torres for Michelle! Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into the Orlando Soccer Show. It's not quite a normal episode today, but after what happened on Wednesday, we figured we should probably record something. So, not only uh, are Gavin Eubank and Kyle Foley here, but I am Austin David, and we're all here to talk about what happened on Wednesday. Um, Still trying to wrap my head around it, to be completely honest, because that performance came out of nowhere 5-1 Orlando City beat the New York Red Bulls to advance to the U.S. Open Cup Finals which they will host against the USL Championships Sacramento Republic so first off guys thoughts (laughs) Um, a lot of them yeah I mean first of all this was an Orlando City team that five goals they haven't even scored five goals in their last four games combined a, a combined XG of about 2.6 heading in against a team that has been the best in MLS on the road at the worst home team in MLS and having won three straight road games coming in in Orlando thumped them. What? Make it make well, sense. Well, you know what we've always said about this Orlando team, right? They really step up to the plate when it matters. You could say that, yeah. Especially in the Open Cup. That's... At this point, I mean, or does Orlando have the clutch gene when it comes to open cup? I I would say so. It, it it certainly has been like the last two years they've made the semifinals. Last two, sorry, last two times they have played the U.S. Open Cup because 2019 was the last time this uh, tournament was actually played in its full uh, normalcy because 2020 was canceled and 21 was canceled. That means at no time in the last four years has Orlando City not made the semifinal of the Open Cup. It's pretty impressive. This is true. Honestly, this is this is technically correct, and we all know what we say about that. Correct. Yeah. I, I mean, even, like, it's crazy to go back to, like, early MLS days of Orlando City because, well, put it this way, Jason Christ was coaching the 2018 Orlando City, that one they lost in the quarterfinals. Every year before that was bad. Like it, they just didn't do anything great in the Open Cup. Um, I think 2015 was probably their best run in MLS heading into 2019, because like 20, 20, 2017 they lost in that first round to the Miami FC. Then 2016 they lost to the Fort Lauderdale Strikers, and then 2015 they lost in the uh, quarterfinals to just, Chicago. And that was the best they had run. Though, I was thinking about this today. It's like, even just thinking back to the 2019, between 2019 and now, it's like, even in 2019, getting as far as, as Orlando did, it was like a, a very much subverting expectations situation, right? Like, there was you had the running of the wall and like all that, mm. all that stuff where it was like, nobody was expecting Orlando to make it to the semifinals. It was a pretty big deal when they did. 
And now it's like we've talked all season about the disappointments and not living up to expectations and not, you know, like we're games that you look on paper and go, hey, Orlando should be winning this or should at least be competitive and just look unbelievably awful. Like, like even, even the last game right before New York against Philly was like one of the most disgusting games of soccer I've ever watched in my life. And I'm a Manchester <laughs> United support. Like I... Like, like I've watched a lot of really terrible games over the years. Like, it was just, it was bad. God, you know what I've just realized, Kyle? All three of us on this show hate our our Premier League teams right now. No, not right now. Right now, I fucking love mine. We've got the greatest ah. manager in the world, and we're gonna win it all until two weeks into the season when we're terrible again. But for now, I have, I can have a little bit of hope because we're in, we're still in the the honeymoon period. But no, but but with Orlando, it's 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 nice because. There wasn't, like I said, there was no, if Orlando had lost to New York, I don't think anybody would have been really frustrated or surprised. Would it have probably been a little disappointing? Yes, but not in context of that particular game, in context of the disappointment kind of of the season so far, which has not been a bad season, just not been where anyone was really expecting it to be. And so I think to to, to win, to make the final, like, is 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 really good and it's but it's a good we look at it and go it's not Orlando's really lucky to be in a final or even in the semifinal it's hey this is what the team is capable of and they've not done it and i think it it generally you're in a much better place as a as a club when you when that's the mentality is hey reaching a cup final is like oh hey finally we've uh, we're starting to show the ability to reach that potential versus like, oh my god, we got so lucky to hey. get to a semifinal. Kyle, don't forget twenty twenty when Orlando made the final for MLS's back. <laughs> cool. I also uh, yeah. wiped after I pooped this morning. I would also like. Hey, no, no, no. Balls. That's Kyle. Kyle, that's the Orlando City Invitational level. Okay. Um, in that case, I put my socks on before my shoes this morning. Actually, I don't know if that's Closer. true. I think I, I think I did try to put one of my <laughs> shoes on before my sock. It's just, it's been a really long two weeks. So, it's been a long, fantastic. <laughs> but what Kyle is saying, I mean, he's absolutely little. Re- re- you can't say it. It's hard. It's he's hard to admit. Absolutely I'm right. right. <laughs> yeah, literally, I could not it's like impossible I could physically for, get the words out. This whole Can't show admit that Kyle is right. The idea of us starting a podcast was for me to constantly talk about how Kyle was wrong. And so like I literally cannot say that he was right. But he's right. Um this game was an opportunity for Orlando to rewrite the narrative of their of their summer. And they did that. I mean, not only the win itself, but how they won it. I mean, not only do we have the next six weeks to talk about the biggest game that this club has ever played. Um, with one step away from the first trophy, and if you know if you work for Orlando City, you're legally obligated to say the first trophy they've ever won ever. But they're they did it in such a fashion that we got to see exactly what this Orlando City team is capable of, because the Red Bulls are not an opponent that most teams can just walk over like Orlando did last night. And the fact that Orlando City did that at home, nothing less than stunning. But we saw. Orlando play really good attacking soccer for the first time in a while. And it was probably the best game that they've played. Well, I mean, 
not probably, it was the best game hands down that they've played all year from an attacking standpoint. And suddenly Hmm. we now get to go into every game coming up. I mean, we're going to go in, Orlando's going to go into DC United, a miserable team. And why can't they do that against DC United on Sunday? The expectations now have suddenly shifted (laughs) to that. Okay. Well, there's no excuse. Do like, it again. Yeah, do it there, again. Yeah, you guys, like, <laughs> yeah, you could see, I mean, you could see from the players, like, they got up for that game. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the stakes were high enough that it seemed like there was, they had that bite to them. They had that dog in them. Um, any kind of reference to that, <laughs> make what you will. But, like, it, they, they really did feel, it felt like the energy was just a, a higher shift. Yeah. Orlando City remind me of another sports team that I have followed all of my life, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is when you are playing a team that you should beat or be competitive against, you completely forget to play the sport, and it is absolutely horrific to watch. But when you're playing up against a good team... Hello, 2017 AFC Championship game. When when you're playing up against a good team, all of a sudden, you you play up to that and you rise to the occasion there. And I think, yeah, I mean, you're mentioning, like, we're going to look at this game on over the weekend against DC and like like we all know Orlando's going to going to absolutely look awful in that game. Like it's going to it's 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 I mean and again would love to be wrong. Like we kind of always have said on that it's 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 about expectations and it's just not reaching but I mean I think expectations now after watching that are kind of back to where they were preseason wise but I think we're going to see very quickly that it that, that it's not consistent. But I think the other thing that was interesting talking about, you know, seeing some of the best attacking play from Orlando really only in the second half like it wasn't a complete mm-hmm. game which is well, which is great because again it's it's a good thing especially when we've talked about you know Orlando not necessarily having goal scores this season it's kind of been one of the big issues that we've been talking about and it's like and now you have a game where you really only play well in the second half and when I I'm my brain's not functioning six one five one five one there we go I don't know why I, I couldn't remember the difference a lot of goals. I'm not used to it. I'm used to one goal, if that. It was weird, <laughs> and it was in one like 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 four of those in the second half. Like that's like again like Orlando scoring, you know, and things being one one, whatever. None of that would would move the the needle in any direction. And then all of a sudden we get to the end. It's like oh, that's weird. Orlando doesn't do that. We don't. It doesn't. We don't get to see. I think. That. I, honestly, I think I. I think the fact that Cesar Araujo was the one who scored that goal right before halftime, that energized the team. Congrats! To him yeah, on they his just they had just con- first career goal. Had, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, like, and and Tesho had a, a quote. He's like, I don't think I've ever seen Cesar score in practice. So like this was such twice. a rare thing. <laughs> he did. Well, that's a that's actually one of the options in Football Manager. If like a defender scores a goal that never scores, one of the press conference answers you can give is actually he doesn't even score those in practice. So <laughs> I think it's just uh they didn't really know what to say, so they just went to the, the default, just click whatever shows up. But I also would like to congratulate him though on his uh, future off season transfer to <laughs> a European club where he will not get playing time but will make more money and probably be on a team that wins more games i do want to push back though on that i mean that orlando only played well in the second half i mean yeah they didn't score well they scored the one goal right there at stoppage time but i thought they I looked the good entire, in the first half i mean I, I they, yeah they didn't look they didn't look bad but they, and they, they didn't there were like stretches where as Red dangerous Bull dominated 
but there was also yeah. stretches where Orlando had better possession. They were creating opportunities. I mean, if Pato had any luck going on the night, he scores a goal. I mean, he had that one shot that was – I don't remember who crossed it into him, but he was wide open in front of the net once who it out and he who skied won? it. Yeah, who Guys, Huan was like actually good on crosses. He had yeah, three let's, let's, dangerous crosses that probably should have been put in. We don't. We don't have to. We don't have to. That didn't happen. That's that's not real. Um, no, I. I'm <laughs> Give not credit saying, where credit is due, Kyle. No, I'm not saying Orlando <laughs> didn't play a good. F- I'm not saying the first half was terrible. It just there was probably like a 25 ish minute stretch where it was like okay. I mean, Orlando the bar. Well, the bar was really Red, low. Right, but it was the it bar was, was really was, low. Yeah, the bar was hit a couple times too. No, well, I mean the bar was really low for them to look good, and it was probably their best half of soccer that I have seen from them all all month. I mean, I think the start of the first half was was pretty good, and then I think there was like a twenty five minute stretch where Red Bull just looked completely dominant, and I was expecting mm-hmm. okay, Orlando, here's what yeah, happens. Orlando couldn't get like, the ball out of their own end. Right, I was like, this yeah. is I was like, this is what happens. Start off decently, people think maybe we're getting a g- good game, and then completely drop for the rest of the game. Kind of got a little bit better, especially with the equalizer. So it was like, okay, whatever. But but I don't think any of us expected the second half that we got. The second half, no. So the second half is kind of what we've known from the offseason that Orlando City is capable of. And so, yes, the bar right now is really low. Low enough for us to say the first half looked kind of good. But compared to everything we've been seeing over the last couple months, which has not been good. But in a when you look at what Orlando is capable of, that first half was not very good. It was a very mediocre first half. Well, yeah. I mean, again, you're you're playing a team in the Red Bulls that loves pressing, and it go it counteracts entirely what Orlando likes to do, which is possess and play through the middle. Uh, so, listen, I'll give Oscar some credit. When I talked to him during the mid, like the beginning of the week, he's like, "We're gonna keep doing what we do," and I'm like, "Well, that didn't work in April, so why is that gonna work this time?" And he didn't do what we they usually do. They threw Benji Michel up top. And they they had uh, Pato and Torres as wingers. And despite Pato not being able to finish for the life of him, his chance creation he was, really was good. decent. Um, he, he There were some moments where he should have been better. Many moments he should have been better. Um, in fact, that first goal that the Red Bulls scored was pretty much solely on him because he held the ball too long. Juan was making an overlapping run. Instead of passing it to him, he kept it. And then Juan was out of position, which left Lewis Morgan completely wide open on the other end on the counter. And New York is good at countering, so Pato's got to know better. But outside of like oh, those sure. opportunities, like Pato had moments. And the way the way that they kind of shifted things in the offense, like they dropped Mauricio Pereira into the middle, like ba- ba- basically like sitting with uh, Araujo. So that he put him where he know, operates best, and that's that's was right. one of the biggest differences that he made. Because Pereira yeah. is able to step back. You've got Pato playing a little bit up above him, and now he's able to hit these passes and control the midfield that Orlando just has not been able to do effectively. And that's what also yeah. made them so good a couple of years ago was letting him play from that deeper role, letting him find those lanes, letting those guys come in off the wings, and it all came together. Like, where has this been? Where has this style of play been? And here's the thing that I noticed while throughout the game is that in defense, Junior Urso was playing alongside Araujo. And then when Orlando had possession, 
like Ursa was playing as more of a right winger. Pato was playing as like the 10 and then Pereira was playing as like the number, like the eight alongside Araujo. He was more like in that middle park of the field, not necessarily advanced. And against the Red Bulls and their press, it was ideal to have guys that could send balls over the top of the defense and let guys run on them. So that when you had the guys like Robin Janssen, Antonio Carlos, and Pereira just blasting balls downfield, letting guys like Benji and, and Juan, you know, the wingers, Torres, just running on them, it actually opened up so much space for Orlando. And to this point in the season, they haven't been able to play against a pressing team without having egregious turnovers that have basically been like, what are you doing? Why are you trying to play out of the back like you normally would against a team that is specifically designed to not let you do that? And they changed something. They changed a lot of something. I mean, Urchon Kara, your designated player striker, didn't even play. And this, I, I feel like this wouldn't have been a game for him. Because you need you need pace up top for, for these kind of games. Does that create a talking point it, now? Because you can kind of see the deficiencies that he has there compared to Benji Michelle. And Benji yeah. hasn't been fantastic this year. But, I mean, right. we saw, again, like that's the Michelle that we've been missing. And that's what the player that we've been trying to find that Orlando has been mm. needing. And it kind of makes you wonder what does Oscar do now? Because obviously you've got this guy who's, who's being paid over a million dollars and he scored, you know, he scored a good amount of goals this year. Mm-hmm. He needs the service but though. And that, the that was that, the thing. Yeah. But also like it creates a completely different dynamic for them. Right. But this team isn't built to give him that kind of service that he needs right and and that's been the the really big struggle is like the wingers like but Torres, dropping Pereira deeper moving forward does that give him an opportunity to find car more service mm, that that I mean we'll have to see it to find out that's going to be the biggest yeah. question going forward is what does Oscar do with Urchon Kara? It really depends on the team that he faces because if it, it depends on how teams play. If you're playing against a five in the back, which DC has been playing as lately, you need to be a lot more creative in terms of breaking those those numbers down because if you're just bunkering and countering, it's it's similar in certain respects to the way the Red Bulls have played. Uh, Red Bulls just play with a four in the back instead of a five in the back. But in order to break down that wall of defense having a guy that gets 10 touches a game sitting up top isn't necessarily what you want i mean benji's hold up play surprisingly was good like he was he was a one-on-one against defenders because they were pushing so many numbers going forward he was he was taking a touch out wide realizing how much space he had and then creating it for others and i was like where has this benji been and also to orlando's looked a lot better defense a better attacking the last couple games and why is that because they also have joe martino back and healthy in the lineup mm-hmm. and he's been such a difference maker that it suddenly opens up the left side of the field now where they're getting service from another area of the pitch that they haven't had for the last like three months so it's certainly it's certainly been a um it, this this we're starting to see these answers remember when we were talking on on the podcast earlier in the league is like what are the answers where are they coming from 
I think we found a couple of them in this game, but also like Kyle said, it's the consistency that this team just yeah, doesn't this is, have. This is just one but game. This is a building block, and this is a good building block to, that they can build that they can start with. Yes, and that's and that that's kind of the big takeaway on this is like nobody is surprised that Orlando was capable of having that kind of a dominant performance. It's not. It's not a. There's no way Orlando could have done something like this. It was just a, like, hey, we've not seen this. This has not been happening. Can this happen again? Like, we, but we've been waiting for this. This has been, you know, we, we always joke about saying something positive. Like, this is what we've been saying Orlando are capable of, and they just haven't done it. And it happened, and it is a good thing. I just would love for it to happen more often. No, for sure. And it would be naive to say like, oh, this is it. The problems are fixed. You know, whatever, what everything we've seen this past month is over. It's gone. But we've seen bad teams have good games. I mean, DC just came to Orlando and scored five goals themselves. So, but at the same time, it is worth noting that like we all thought that this team was capable of more. And this is what we thought that they'd be capable of. So... Like, you know, like we kind of mentioned earlier, like if, if this is what you can do and this is what we thought you can do, let's keep seeing it. You know, let's, there's no excuses now. And that is the biggest thing. What, what will we also, see from this team on Saturday or Sunday against DC United? Um, how will this team play going forward? Will they continue to, to try Benji Michel up top, Nico Joachini? You know, speaking of kind of new guys coming in, he played a couple minutes, got a yellow card, had a welcome to MLS moment almost. And could he be a potential guy up top as, as a speed player? Or do they want him on the you wing? Know, Orlando, you know, you talked about um, last week too, like Orlando doesn't have those guys to come off the bench. This is one of those, you know, this is certainly... If he can play play in that role, this would be another perfect addition um, to have somebody that can make a difference late in those games. Yeah, uh, the the they've also brought in um, oh what's his name the kid from Ivan Angulo from uh, Angulo. Brazil the Colombian winger. Uh, he is in town, and he will probably start training with the team at, uh, tomorrow or Saturday even. So uh, I don't think he'll play on Sunday, but the next game after that, which is a, is that a, is that the Red Bulls game already? Coming up, I do. I no, because they've they've got August New England. Schedule. It's New England on August sixth. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, looking forward now. Sacramento. How are we feeling about that? Second time ever that Orlando's faced them. I remember it being in that 2014 season. It was when Orlando had started like 13 games unbeaten. And it was like a big thing because Sacramento was, I think at the time, they were like one of the best teams in the league too. And I had to look it up today, but it was a scoreless draw out in Sacramento. So the only time these two teams have played each other. And mm. they were like the new Orlando City in the USL too. So yep. uh, this, yeah, this, it's a shame because, we, I mean, like we haven't mentioned it to this point, but like, Everybody that is not an Orlando City fan wants Sacramento to win this game. So it is quite literally Orlando against everyone. Going oh, into all of final. the pr- yeah, all of the pressure is on Orlando on this one. And Sacramento are a 
like I mean to make it to the final was they've got nothing impressive. to lose. <laughs> yeah, it's quite frankly, it, it's not likely going to be a cakewalk. I don't want to say it's not that there's no possibility. No, I mean they've earned their way to here happen. just like Orlando did. Yeah, so I think I think it's gonna be interesting. I think what will help determine what kind of game it'll be is is what is what does Orlando do in the games surrounding that final. Is it a hey? Do you prioritize the Open Cup final over some MLS games? Oh, do you give some guys some rest? Which, oh, I I I agree with you on that. I think we agree on that. It's just a matter: of, is that going to be what is happening? Because you also risk potentially losing a playoff spot if you do that. With how how close things are right now, so I don't think it's as easy of a decision. But I do think that's where it, en- it will end up being. So I think if that's the case, and as long as players stay healthy, knock on wood, then I think it puts Orlando in a really good position to win the Open Cup. But at the very least, it should be an interesting game because you have a team, the the lower side, with, with which on paper is a less talented team. I don't mean that as a knock on them. I just, I mean, just the reality of it on paper. <laughs> but they have nothing to lose, and so they are not going to play like a team that is worse on paper. They are going to play like a team that this is the most important game of the players' lives, and for the fans and for everyone involved, this is the biggest game they have ever been a part of. And that's really hard to come up against. And so Orlando, though, has also kind of had that mentality over the years in that, hey, we're going to rise to the occasion of big games too. What I'm really intrigued by is how well do Orlando do as kind of the villain team in this. Hmm. Where, like Gavin said, it's Orlando versus everyone. I do too. I I think I think this could be an extremely interesting game, and I think I care more about it than if it had been Orlando, uh, Kansas Kansas City, City. or 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 if it or even if you know it was another MLS team outside outside of the ones that Orlando has some history with. I think this just is a really intriguing matchup. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Now. Yeah. With this matchup, I, I do want to bring up a couple of points. There are two players that used to play for Orlando City that are on the Sacramento Republic team. One is former 2015 Orlando City Super Draft pick Connor Donovan, who uh, unfortunately, in his first MLS career game, tore his ACL. We were actually talking to Tommy Redding about that a couple uh, weeks or now months ago. Uh, he is their starting center back. And has played a, a played a big part in their game the other night against Kansas City, where you know defensively they shut him out. Um, and then also from back in the USL era, played in 2012 for Orlando City. It's Rodrigo Lopez who became a cult hero for Sacramento Republic in the 2014 and 2015 seasons after scoring 23 goals and 54 appearances. That got him actually a couple of uh, chances with teams in Mexico where he uh, is from originally. Uh, eventually, he came back to Sacramento Republic for a second stint in 2020, then left to go to Rio Grande Valley, and now is back for a third stint. This is his 13th club that he has played with and is now uh, a big, big part of why they got to this game in the first place, because he scored the game-winning penalty. So uh, Rodrigo Lopez scored uh, a goal in eight games for 2012 Orlando City after transferring from the Ventura County Fusion midseason. Well, either way, 
I mean, history is going to be made, whether it's by Orlando, whether it's by Sacramento. The second, first USL, first non-MLS club to reach the finals since 2008. And obviously the Rochester Rhinos were the last one to win it in 99. Mm-hmm. Um, now, also, uh, fun Obviously, biggest fun, game in club history, too. So, yeah. Fun fact here, uh, the same year that Orlando City won the league in 2014, that was the year that Sacramento Republic won their USL Cup. Yeah. And also, did you mention the date of Orlando's last mm. final appearance? Yeah. So, the date of this game is September 7th. That date is very significant because back in 2013, almost 10 years ago, Orlando City beat the, uh, what was it, the Charlotte Eagles? Yeah. 7-4 to four, and won the 2013 USL Pro Championship. Could game you imagine Dom if Dwyer this game scored finishes four like 7-4? Goals. Oh, God. <laughs> that would be uh, miserable because this is an actually good well, I mean, Orlando City's defense was actually good. Well, if Kyle or, and I are in the stands in the wall and Orlando City scores seven goals, I don't care how many score. Like, I don't care what the other team scores. As long as they win, like, that's going to be a night. Sacramento doesn't scores- doesn't sh- show me as a, a team that can score seven goals in a game. <laughs> I mean, neither does Orlando <laughs> City, but <laughs> they also say, just if, scored if, and proved us if, all wrong. If Orlando scores seven goals... Has to be exactly seven, because otherwise, if Orlando City scores seven goals in that game and Orlando wins the Open Cup, I will rip off my shirt and run around the supporters section like a maniac. <laughs> you know, I was joking with Bell last night when we were watching the game that I'm gonna be. I was like, I'm gonna be one of those shirtless guys standing on the wall because she kept making comments about how like half the wall was shirtless. I was like, yeah, that's gonna be me out there. Yeah, if Orlando does score seven goals, yeah, it probably will. Please don't score seven goals. <laughs> I don't want them to score seven goals. Like to not do that, yeah. gladly celebrate <laughs> an Open Cup victory, would not like to have to be reminded of what I have said in this audio recorded medium. Now, if, uh, I will if say. If Orlando scores seven goals, I may drink one beer. Ooh. I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I think if, if Orlando gives up seven goals, I may also drink. A beer. I may more, drink more seven, seven beers if Orlando gives up seven goals. Now, I, I will say, um, looking ahead, because I want to wrap this up since, you know, it's, it's just supposed to be a short episode, and we, we did say we're, we're going to keep it short. That's 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 on you for saying that. You know, Every- I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> so looking ahead to this championship game on September 7th, the biggest thing is what is before that championship game orlando plays inter miami at derv pink stadium on that sunday derv. meanwhile sacramento not- plays former usl affiliate of orlando city louisville city that saturday and if that orlando is on the road just all if they're not starting all ocb guys against miami they're be, not i would be disappointed they're not i can tell you that <laughs> they're not well, then I'm going to be disappointed, which is a thing that I'm used to being. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Being an Orlando City fan, you know, just years of disappointment. We've earned this moment. You know, the insufferability that is going to come out of this fan base of Orlando wins this game on match levels. Unmatched. Well, I mean, like, it's it's quite obvious. Like, 
Orlando wins the Open Cup, and op- the Open Cup is the most prestigious trophy in all of soccer. Orlando loses, and it's a completely meaningless cup that nobody cares about. Just like the MLS's back tournament. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, the Absolutely. MLS's back is to- tournament is actually meaningless. Like, yeah, but if Orlando had won, I believe I have audio recording of you saying that it's the most important probably. tournament. I probably made that if same they had joke, won. and I'll and, and I'll make I'll make the same point on this too that I hope five years from now we couldn't care less about Orlando winning the Open Cup because they are competitive and winning or at least competing to win the treble M- MLS Cup because yeah. I think MLS Cup obviously is significantly a, uh, a big I mean deal, I, th- I think I, th- I, think, I think winning the oldest tournament the oldest soccer tournament in is it in the world it's it's older than the World Cup isn't it it, yeah, I think it, it was it the oldest continuous the soccer tournament in the world until it ended, until that streak came. I could yeah. be wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, I, I, like a hundred and ten years or something. Okay, it's still not. It's still not uh, like an extremely prestigious. Outside of the U.S., it's definitely not a prestigious. No, no, no. But is it, it is because okay. the FA Cup's been around since the eighteen hundreds, right? Um, I believe that is correct. The FA Cup started all the way back in 1871. Uh, it is older. The the uh, U.S. Open Cup is older than the World Cup, which started in 1930. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought it started late. For some reason, I thought it started later than that. I didn't realize it was in 30. Nope. I, U.S. Open Cup yeah, is older. World, yeah. So what? I mean, winning the oldest soccer tournament in the entire country and one of the oldest in the world is still not something okay. to Okay. Okay, I'm not I'm not going to oh, say Oh, far and it comes with the Champions League berth. So I mean, that okay. right that, there is massive. That's that's right. And that's a bigger deal. like I I think I hope in 5 years I'm not saying it's a it's not a good thing now. I'm not saying it's not something to be excited about now. I'm saying I hope that in 5 years Orlando have done so well in MLS or in CONCACAF Champions League that we look at this Open Cup as as a launching point and not a peak, not a not the highest point we've made. Like I hope there is a higher point in club in the club history in five years from now. I'm not saying the Open Cup is bad, FIFA but also also club I'm World Cup champions. Also, hmm. uh, anybody who <laughs> your your uh, your comments about it's the oldest cup in soccer, you know, cup in the country uh, is a completely meaningless. Like, it's not a country that prioritizes that sport. So it being this an old your, cup yeah, yeah. in this country is not imp- not important. That that I don't give any credit to. But I do think it is a, a winning a cup with like this winning a trophy is big, and it is a real trophy. It's not a preseason glorified thing. So yeah, I think it would be. I think it's awesome. I, I think it's it's good that we're in the final. That we get to watch it. I hope in five years that Orlando have done more. You can join. You can join such champions as the Chicago Bricklayers, and the Chicago Sparta, <laughs> and the New York Americans, and Pawtucket FC. What's the What's the team that have won the most? That yeah, was the Bethlehem Steel and uh, Maccabi Los Angeles. They've won that's five a, times. That's what was, yeah, I was thinking of the Los Angeles one. Sporting Kansas City actually would have joined them if they had won this year. Oh, you know what? I actually take back saying this isn't going to be like the most important thing ever because if Orlando win this. Did they take away the the reigning status of Atlanta United? Mm-hmm. That, that is also away. important. Yep. I mean, you you say all these great names, Austin, too, and I mean, it is important that if Orlando does win this, they will be the best soccer team 
in the United States in the year 2022. That's all that matters. Yep. Uh, I would also like to note that they would be the second Florida team to win this trophy. Behind. Who the first? The Strikers. The St. Petersburg Kickers. Oh. Oh, God. That's from 1989. Mm. Okay. I don't know what's worse about that, the 80s or, like, the Tampa-St. Pete area, but, like, both of those pretty not great. Yeah. This is also the first yeah, time that the final will be hosted in Florida. Well, that's cool. So... Well, notable facts. it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game i'm very excited for it i think normally like i try to give the the doomerous take of like this doesn't really actually matter this isn't well we're gonna to talk about this a lot more once we get close to it it's still like a month and a while away so this is just a yay orlando one reaction so next is wayne rooney yay. and dc united yeah. Ooh. Hey, Gavin, remember that? Back to, <laughs> remember that goal that I Wayne don't, wanna, <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> All right. Where is Macho Man Randy Savage saying that he's going to get you? Where Where is he? He's taking a break. He's been taking a yeah. break since Brad, oh. uh, Brad's been away. We need him back. That's a shame. We do need some peace, Brad, captured by ISIS, <laughs> hanging out with Brent. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for this show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week to talk about DC United and Orlando Pride playing against Kansas City. So uh, thanks for tuning in. And you're dirty brown water trash. And you're always going to be dirty brown water trash. <laughs>